0: Hi everyone, my name is Misha Kora, and before I post another episode, I want to provide an official statement about a number of recent events and misconceptions. I started this podcast not out of any genuine concern in becoming a personality, but because I've been a victim of cyberstalking and cyberhacking since I ended a toxic arranged marriage matchmaking situation in 2017. By well, I mean he can't get over the fact that I broke up with him about four and a half years ago. As a proud 100% abstinent virgin who fights extremely hard for everything that I believe in, in absolutely every area of my life, whether it's mooting, debating, or my general day-to-day life, I think it's sad that he decided to sabotage my ability to find a suitor in my cast and my subcaste. Right when my parents started looking in earnest for a suitable MBA groom for their debutante of the year and multi-beauty queen daughter, aka yours truly, he began a smear campaign of epic proportions. Not only did he smear me, but others joined in too. Random trolls I don't know, will never know, don't want to know, joined in on the fun of bashing me. After him, it was just Underdale, Katie, and some unethical microblading douchebag called Ian Evans in Liverpool, bashing me for reporting them for charging my credit card illegally to buy dresses when I went there to get my eyebrows done. Not long after that, I started getting stalked by a lawyer named Edward Lucas, who was living a double life with his concert pianist mistress named N.D. And instead of being appreciative that I ruined my own credibility, introducing him to fellow entrepreneurs while he was unemployed due to COVID... Out of the goodness of my massive heart, he decided to throw me under the bus after reading all the libel about me online. God forbid someone out him for being a cheater. What's shocking here is that he knew about how suicidal I was, he violated attorney-client privilege, and he still decided to blame me for his extramarital affair when I had absolutely nothing to do with his decision to leave his ugly wife, Yasmin Charafedin, for his late 30s concert pianist mistress, Endy. They love having BDSM sex on the regular, particularly on the balcony where I could watch them. It was disgusting. I lived in a tiny student dorm, and every single night for a year and a half, I saw these losers having sex. It was gross. As if that wasn't bad enough, I then had the privilege of going through bank hacking in earnest when I was trying to get something made for my nonprofit work. My ex not only hacked this very podcast, but also my email accounts, my bank accounts, and more. Let me make myself clear. My ex is the only guy I've ever kissed. I don't date. I've never been on a date. I'm introduced via arranged matchmaking and western matchmaking. That I've lost years of my life due to libel and abuse from sadistic sons of bitches who deserve to suffer is pretty bad. But what's worse is that my ex wrote libel in such a way that I've now been outed on the front page of a national newspaper. The
1: reason I went to various campuses in a variety of unpaid research positions. <laughs> the reason I went to various- <laughs> I can't do this. I like I can't do this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> and I've lost years of my life due to abuse from sadistic sons of bitches who deserve to suffer. Is really bad. I was put in the middle of an extortion ring. I didn't deserve it. But what's worse is that my ex wrote life fell in such a way. I've now been outed on the front page of the national news. For having overcome my rare disease that ruined most of my adolescence and my early adulthood. The reason I went to various campuses in a variety of unpaid research positions. The reason I went the reason The reason I went to various campuses in a variety of unpaid research positions from the time I was in grade seven was to cure my rare disease. I didn't like being told that my life would be some disabled girls, so I decided to do something about it. At a young age. I didn't oh do oh I didn't like being told that my life would be some disabled girls. So. I didn't like being told that my life would be some disabled girl so i decided to do something about it from a young age due to so much support and encouragement from my family and my childhood best friend shannon who sadly lost her life to suicide many years ago it's not easy for me to talk about this (laughs) but the cat's already out of the bag and i have no choice now I worked like a dog for years, doing what I needed to do to live a normal life. I've been through a lot, and I can't believe he decided to sabotage me like this. And then a girl I don't even know would throw me under the bus just because another guy likes me. (laughs) So yes, I do care about aesthetics because it was a matter of survival for me. I care a lot about making women look good, not just like other designers where it's about their vision, but about my vision, which is making women look fabulous. I'm the best in the world at what I do, and it was life or death for me. The idea of being a beautiful girl dying at a young age because my doctor in the Caribbean committed serious medical malpractice and got away with it was completely unacceptable to me. The idea of living my life in the shadows was just not going to work for me. I'm just not the kind of girl who would just let something like this happen to me and get away with it. So, I took matters in my own hands and... I can confidently state that there is no other designer emerging or established who has thought anywhere near as deeply as I have.